Welcome to Step Up and Thrive, where you get quick and easy tips on business management, productivity, stress management, work-life balance and marketing. I am Tuli Baxi, personal development coach, and my task here is to introduce you to various ways to succeed in business while keeping the sanity. Hi, today we are speaking about content planning. My guest is Hannah Flores. Hannah Flores is an authentic marketing strategist and founder of Digital Nourishment. Using her authentic marketing method, Hannah helps wellness entrepreneurs to market their business while staying true to their values. Hannah has over 14 years of digital experience and has worked for some big brands, including Time Out, Match.com, P&G, and Microsoft. Welcome, Hannah, to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. You have worked for well-known businesses and brands. What made you create your own business? Yeah, so actually, if I'm going to be totally honest, it wasn't a plan. It was something that happened. So I have got a six-year-old son. And when I was on maternity leave with him, I actually got made redundant. And I was working for an agency at the time, like a web, um, a mobile agency. I started looking for part-time flexible marketing roles. Turns out there aren't many of them. (laughs) Um, And so I started looking at, you know, setting up my own business. And I started doing some consulting for somebody locally, a local personal trainer, and it just kind of went from there, really. So it wasn't something that I set out to do, but I'm so glad that that happened. And it's just really something, yeah, I will never regret it. And I think being made redundant gave me that push to start where I might not have done it otherwise. Okay. How it turned up or how did you start? Was it easy for you to find uh, new clients as you basically started from scratch you couldn't take any of your boss's clients yeah exactly and I was doing something quite different at the time so I was I was an account director managing a team so with developers and designers so it was quite different if I'm going to be totally honest it was quite gradual um, and I guess I was lucky because I had been made redundant. I had got, you know, it wasn't a crazy payout, but I got a payout. I got enough money to not have to panic. Um, So it was gradual. Like I said, I started doing some consulting for somebody locally that I knew. And then I just kind of went from there, really. I, the first thing I did, which is what I recommend to clients now starting out, is I got in loads of Facebook groups and I went and offered up, you know, would you like a free one-to-one session with me? Um, and I sort of, um, I, I live in Hertfordshire, so just kind of nearish London. And I met a few people in London and did some free sessions and it kind of went from there. But yeah, I think it's worth saying it was gradual. It wasn't like suddenly two months and I'm fully booked. <laughs> uh, okay. So you are like almost everybody else. Yes, exactly. There's uh, Sometimes you hear about people being fully booked straight away, don't you? But it seems to be rare. <laughs> yeah. Part of me is really happy because now you have different kind of experience you can share. Yes. So you are 
a marketing strategist. And for marketing, we need some kinds of content. What is great and authentic content that would gain attention and attract more of our dream clients? Yeah, I mean, I think really, and, you know, I call myself an authentic marketing strategist, so this is what I'm always talking about. I think really authentic content is the content that allows our viewers, our audience to really get to know us and Yes, I think video is brilliant. So I was having a conversation with somebody this morning about video, but it doesn't necessarily have to be video. It could be written, it could be audio like this. But I think it's about being really real and genuine and sharing with the world what you stand for and what you don't stand for. Um, You know, I'll give you an example of, of that. One thing I always tell my clients is, Yeah, talk about why you do what you do, your why, your values, your passion. But also on the flip side, talk about what really annoys you about your industry. Like, you know, are you a a nutritionist or a dietitian? And it drives you mad that people are always saying, you know, lose weight really quickly. And so that is another really good way to be authentic, I think. So rather than just saying the same thing that everyone else is saying, actually make a stand and say, do you know what? I don't agree with this, whatever it is, this quick, you know, lose weight quickly. That's not what I teach. And I teach this and this is why I'm different. Um, So yeah, there's many different ways that you can create authentic content. But I think, yeah, it's really just a allowing people to get to know you. So not feeling like we have to do these kind of perfect Instagram photos and have a perfect filter and everything is perfectly written. It's like actually sometimes get on a live video without your makeup on and just chat. Um, I hope that answers that. (laughs) Yeah, it actually answers. So you you mentioned, okay, you go and write and say what you think about But still, when I started my business, I was so worried and I pondered in the morning, oh my God, what I'm posting today. And it was really pain in the ass. (laughs) So how can we make all this process much easier? Do you have any, any tips or tricks what we could do? Yeah. And I think it's a really common thing. You know, I even struggle or have struggled with it myself. Um, I think really there's one key thing and that is planning. So I'm not actually into really, really rigid planning, but if you rely on every day, I used to do this. I I would say, I'm going to do a post every day to Instagram. So every day, whilst running my business and looking after my son and doing whatever else I had to do, I would have to make sure that I opened up Instagram, found an image, wrote a caption. It it just doesn't happen. I think it's impossible to be consistent if you do it that way. So really have a plan. And, you know, what I advise people to do is plan a minimum a week in advance. But if you can do two weeks, brilliant. And then, you know, some people scheduling tools are brilliant. They're there to help us with this problem. Some people don't like using them, so you don't have to use them. But I think have an idea of what you're going to post, because if you are just winging it 
and thinking at 6 p.m., oh my goodness, I haven't posted anything. It's just, it's impossible to be consistent, right? We've all done it. And then you think, oh, I'll just post tomorrow. And then it doesn't happen. Um, so I think planning is the really important thing. In terms of like sort of practical tips of creating a content plan or a content calendar, what I always say is start. So if I'm working with clients, we'll map out, we might map out the next two, three months, but we're not literally writing every post three months in advance. But for the bare bones of a calendar, first start looking at national days. So, you know, Easter, Mother's Day, Christmas, etc. Then look at um, awareness days. So like I have a wellness awareness days calendar that I that I've created that's a great place to start. So is it, you know, Mental Health Awareness Week? We've just had International Women's Day. Um, and you can plot that. I literally just use a Google um, spreadsheet. There's loads of tools you can use. I find that to be the best one. Plot those dates in and then look at, are there any dates that are key to your industry? So again, let's use a nutritionist as an example. Are there like some big events going on or things like that? Plot those in. And then you can start plotting in what's going in in your business. So do you have a new product coming out in a month or a new service or you're speaking at an event or you're going on a podcast or whatever it might be? Um, and so that's I think that's the best way to do it, sort of gradually plot out those dates. And then the other thing, you know, without spending hours talking about this, is to have your content pillars or your content themes. So choose you know, three or four themes that you talk about and just talk about those things and always come back to them. So like for me, I talk about visibility a lot. I talk about content um, planning, like we're talking about today. Um, I talk about strategy and I talk about mindset. So have those, they can be quite big, broad themes. Um, but again, I think that helps you to be really focused because what I find I do it myself is I go, oh, look, that's interesting. Something, I don't know, a new tool's just come out. I'm going to write a post about that. Or oh, this has happened. And what we're doing then is we're thinking about what's interesting to us, not what necessarily is interesting to our audience. So if we have content pillars and our values that we can come back to, we can just always kind of rein in and then people know what to expect from us. Um, but really... My number one thing, as I said at the beginning, would be having a plan. I think if that was like the one takeaway, I would say plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have to worry from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. Oh, my God, what will I do? But then check my plan and see, oh, It's this kind of subject and this kind of post. Yeah. And I think, you know, another thing just to add on to that is what in an ideal world, you would have content scheduled. So say now, if I had the next two weeks of social media posts scheduled, and I, if I was going to be super organized, I might have my emails and my blog posts as well, all ready to go. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't post something um, you know, just randomly or last minute. So what I think is really good is to see that like a backup. So you know that if you do nothing for two weeks and you just go about your business and your life, you know, let's say three, whatever, three to five po social media posts are going to just be published for you. And then you can go on and 
interact with people, you know, I'm all about the genuine engagement as well. But if suddenly you read some news or something happens and you think, I really want to share a piece of content about that, you can do that as well. And so I think that's the thing is you don't want to just rely on that type of content. You want to have a backup. Um, But yeah, also being too rigid, I think, can feel can feel stressful for people as well. Mm, Because life happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what you know, I think the whole what do I post thing is it is the most common question that I get asked. And I'm, I'm sure it probably is for all marketers because it is something that people really struggle with. And, you know, I've got, um, I have content prompts that I share with people. So again, if you're, I mean, you could just literally Google this or, you know, follow me on Instagram or look at other marketers. And it's just that thing of like, when you literally don't know what to post, so it's not a wellness awareness day, you haven't got a service. There are little things you could do, like just talk about your life, what you're doing, you know, we're recording a podcast now, I could write a, I could write a post about that. Or before we started recording, I I was walking home and I was listening to another podcast, I could share a post about that. I've just listened to a really interesting podcast about marketing, here are my top three takeaways. So I think that's another thing is just be inspired by what's all around you as well. Um, and I realize for anyone starting out, this is going to feel like I'm giving a lot of a lot of tips at one time. But I think sometimes we get so rigid and we think, oh my God, I don't know what to post. But I often find that if I just kind of relax a bit and don't overthink it, something will come to me. Mm. And I, you know, what you will find is that the really interesting content marketers and storytellers that, are, you know, that I follow one of the big pieces of advice that they will give is just consume other content. And it doesn't have to be about your niche and what you do, but, you know, read loads of books, listen to loads of podcasts, read the paper and see what other, what, see what people are sharing and doing well. And I think that inspires you as well. So if you're, again, let's use a nutritionist example. If you're a nutritionist, don't just follow nutritionists on social media follow loads of different random people and see what they're doing. Mm, Okay. (laughs) My time or my days would be pretty full. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just tapping into things that you might do anyway. So, you know, I'm a content marketer, so obviously I love consuming content and it doesn't feel that stressful for me. Um, But again, just make it tie into your day. Like if you, there's no harm in talking about your morning routine or what you've just read or, you know, people, believe it or not, people want to know that stuff because they want to get to know us. Being more personal, being more available, Mm. being more visible. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so right. And I think, you know, of course, when people are following me as a marketer, they don't just want to hear about what I had for lunch and what podcast I'm listening to. They want me to actually give them advice as well. But I do think, yeah, like you say, being available and personable really helps because, you know, if you work with mums, for example, it, it can be really interesting for you to talk about the fact that you are a mum, if you are one as well, or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's letting, you know, going back to authentic content, I think it's letting people get to know you. And 
but only as much as feels comfortable to you. So you don't have to tell the world everything, but let them have a little... Thank God. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's just letting them have a little a glimpse into your life, I guess, and what makes you tick. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. And now it's time for our quick tip section. And this is something what we do regularly on our podcast. And my question is, what is your biggest revelation about content planning and creation? Um, My biggest revelation, I think that it doesn't have to be a really painful, arduous task. It can actually be fun. And I know really? some people, yeah, I can see your face. You're like, really? <laughs> Do you know what? I'll give you an example. Even though I'm a marketer, I have struggled with reels on Instagram, which is obviously quite a new thing. And I, I've just started making them. I had a real mental block about it. Like, oh, what am I going to do? Everyone's going to judge me. And then once I just started thinking, just get over it, Hannah, just try it and see what happens. And I I think that is my biggest revelation is that it's just about testing. We put stuff out into the digital world. It either works really well and we get loads of comments or it doesn't. Either way, it doesn't really matter. It's still a learning. And if we share a video and we really dislike it, we can delete it. (laughs) So That's relief. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's the thing is like, yeah, kind of have fun with it and just see it as an opportunity to get to know your audience and let them get to know you and just yeah I know I know some people are going to be listening to me like it's not fun to have to do a video or whatever but I think just play around with it that's you know that's my that's been my biggest revelation really is that it doesn't have to be this really serious difficult task (laughs) Mm. Oh, I so much love all those entrepreneurs who say that fun is actually the, the main purpose of the life. Yes. Yeah. You are, you are also my favorite person now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but it's real but because people are making even business. You have to be so serious. You have to yeah. be so sort of like in the box so that everybody could get what you're doing and mm-hmm. and no way you can have fun, no way you can enjoy yourself while you're doing your work or while you're doing your business. And yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's for a lot of people like myself, and I think, you know, it's so common is that they might have had a sort of corporate job before. Um, a lot of us then, you know, become an entrepreneurs, start up our own businesses. And I think certainly for me, I was like, how do I talk? That was my first thing. Literally, when I started my work Instagram account, what tone of voice do I use? Like, am I really professional? Am I serious? I don't know. And it's taken me a long time to be like, I just talk like me. And I think that's the thing. Like you say, if you are a jokey, fun person get that across in your content. If you're a little bit more quiet and you're a bit more introverted, fine, let that be your content. But I think it's that, I don't know, we, yeah, like you say, we have this idea, don't we, of what we should be saying and how we should behave, but people just want to get to know us. There's, 
you know, I was recording a, a an episode of my podcast this morning. We were having this discussion, like there are always going to be hundreds of other people that do the same job as you, whether you're a nutritionist or a marketer or a business coach or whatever, but people will choose you because you're unique. And that's what we need to tap into, I think. I, I've got this whole module in my membership dedicated to this called The Power of You because we can think that these things are all negative, like, oh, I'm a bit sweary or I stumble on my words or I'm a bit brash or whatever. But actually, some people are going to love that and want to work with us for that reason. So I think it's good to own it. <laughs> <laughs> Even weird humour, what most of uh, people don't get. Exactly. Because some people are going to love that. And that's going to be, you know, their favourite thing about working with you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. These were really great tips. And I, I really hope that other entrepreneurs listening to this episode are now, okay, I don't have to be so serious anymore. So if our listeners would like to know more about you and follow you, where can they do so? Yeah, so I think the main place that I sort of hang out online and, and engage with people is on Instagram. So my handle is at digital underscore nourishment. Um, so that's a great place to connect with me or over on my website. I've also got a podcast as well called The Authentic Marketing Show, where I interview guests like this and have chats about marketing and everything, you know, marketing mindset and everything in between. So those are the best places to find me. And I know that you have great gift for everybody who have listened to this episode. I do. So I've got um, a free PDF that people can download, um, which is my top hacks to never run out of content ideas. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So some of some of which I've touched upon in this episode, but that that will go into more detail. There's some tools that I use, which I mentioned in there. And yeah, it really is like an evergreen system that you can just keep using it, rinse and repeat. And then the idea is that, yeah, you never have that mental block hopefully. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, and message to everybody, please download it and your life will be easier. Definitely. Oh, I hope so. I hope it's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once more, Hannah. It was really great having you here and wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. Come and check all the show notes and transcript at stepupandthrivepodcast.com slash 21. Thank you for joining Step Up and Thrive with Hannah Flores. I'm your host, Dooley Boxy. Tune in in two weeks. <laughs>